I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. Welcome to another episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Cast. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chipsella, and joining me tonight, the birthday boy himself, the one, the only, the astonishing, the amazing Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? So very old. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what, your third decade, I guess, is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm, yep, I, I've leveled up to the level three zero. <laughs> <laughs> I've maxed out. <laughs> maxed out. Ma- no, forty two is the max level. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you getting well, you know, I know you came on B team last night, but I I got I guess I'm gonna have to not let you hang out with Fred. You're learning how to plug uh, subtly here. <laughs> yeah. So, so happy birthday, Andy. Yes, thank you very much. I had had a nice nice quiet day. Did you? Assassin's Creed and eating pizza. Okay. Watching Shield. Watching Shield, good. Mm-hmm. All, all all uh activities I approve of. Yes. <laughs> we talked about uh Assassin's Creed Syndicate on last night's B team. And it yes. sounds like uh Ryan and I talked you into buying it. That's yep, not a I, hard I thing to do. <laughs> No, I, I was planning to buy the game any of the weekend, but um, from what you guys said last night, specifically more what you said than what Ryan said, because Ryan didn't seem too hot in the game, uh, it made, made me go and uh, mm-hmm. buy it today. I was like, I, I want to play this right now. <laughs> so I went and grabbed it today and uh, thoroughly enjoying it so far. So you're 100% right. <laughs> it's, like I said, they went they went back to basics. I th- I think is the best way to put it. They put it. They brought it back to the Assassin's Creed that I actually enjoyed. Um, my big while I think Black Flag was a fantastic game. I think uh, it got too big for itself, and I like having it uh, condensed to one city again. Yeah, and Unity did do that as well, but uh, this feels a lot better than Unity already. And does I I like the present day stuff. And they've already done more present day story in the first like five minutes of this game than Unity did in its whole game. Okay. Well, this is not yeah. the B team. This is not <laughs> no, forty two level one. Where you want to you want to hear all about Assassin's Creed Unity? Go listen to the three hour uh, B team that we recorded last night. Andy uh, was a guest host last night. 
I, I, I got to get that. Uh, we got to do the Batgirl thing and just kind of have you swing in on the credits there because you join us all the time these days, which we love. <laughs> but, you know, we, we need the special Batgirl uh, credits for uh, episodes where you were there. You know, you should just put the actual bit, the Batgirl bit in rather than like anything that I've ever said. <laughs> that would be that'd be hilarious. Well, we'd have to do the at least the da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have to work on that. So, uh, all right. So yes, uh, you want to hear all about Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate? Go and listen to this week's B Team, uh, Andy. Mm. We should probably talk Shield because that's what our uh, at least Marvel Cinematic news, and then we can go into a pretty interesting episode of mm. Shield. Yes. Yes, I, I, I have some, I have some thoughts on this episode. <laughs> I would hope so. A lot of thoughts. <laughs> so why don't we, why don't we delve right into the news? First of all, I'll do the one I have up, and then uh, you can talk about the Marvel Cinematic stuff. Kurtwood mm-hmm. Smith is joining the cast of Shield. Now, Kurtwood okay. Smith was on. I, I didn't really watch the show all that much. Um, but he was on Resurrection, where I uh, guess okay. I never saw that. Actually, I never saw that. I saw a different show. Um, and I guess Tara Butters and Michael Frazekis were the showrunners on that, and they're showrunners on Agents of Shield now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played as Henry in um, Shield. He is going to play Vernon Masters a veteran of the War Department with a keen understanding of how to work the system. So he's a player. He's a bureaucrat. <laughs> yeah. So All I know is at some point he has to call somebody on the team, whether or, or Hydra, whether, whether it's Ward, uh, Coulson, may, I guess maybe Fitz. He's got to call one of them a dumbass. Because <laughs> he was the dad on that 70s show. Oh, okay. All right. Now now you know who he is? Okay. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) So he he has to call somebody a dumbass. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure he will. (laughs) I mean, I know it is a Disney show, but I think we've we've had ass on the show. I think we've had dick on the show as well. I think uh, uh, Chloe has – or Daisy – Three names for this girl now. I, it's getting me confuzzled. Um, I think Daisy has called somebody a dick on the show once or twice. Sure, she has. I'm sure they've said bitch and bastard as well. Yeah. So, so it's we kind can of the, the low level swales. We can get dumbass. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and that was on a, a 70s show. I think was on at eight o'clock on Fox. So. Uh, that that's even more family hour prime time stuff. <laughs> so definitely, somebody's got to be called a dumbass while by by Kurtwood Smith. Um, yep. I guess you have some news for us. Yeah, I've got one or two bits of news. Um, first of all, we've we've spoken a little bit about uh, Hulk popping up in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And Mark Ruffalo has been talking about it in a couple of interviews, and he is saying that it is going to be some sort of buddy pick, which is kind of weird. Do you not think? Um, 
Well, a Thor, but Thor Hulk buddy pick. Why, yeah, why am I seeing like, like Lethal <laughs> Weapon or uh, Bad Boys? You know, um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they they kind of have that chemistry between the Hulk and Thor, and you know, like uh, you know where the Hulk. Um, gives him the shot in the arm and sends Thor flying in the Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm. You know, that that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yep. Um, so playing off of that, I you know, that could be fun. Yeah, so he, he says that he thinks it's going to be a buddy picture with Thor and Bruce Banner rather than, rather than Hulk. So Bruce Banner in human form for the most part, which is fine. I'd like to see more more screen time. Yeah. Yeah. More buddy pick between Bruce and Thor. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't like it. I I, I, I like buddy pick with Thor and Hulk. (laughs) Because I thought they had the chemistry uh, more so than Bruce and Thor. And while Mark Ruffalo is a fantastic actor, we don't go to Hulk movies or movies with the Hulk to see Bruce Banner. We go to see the Hulk. Well, yeah, and he also he also does say in this interview, I think they'll probably fight. There's no doubt everyone wants us to fight at one point, which yeah, for sure. Of course. <laughs> like we've seen him, we've seen Hulk go toe to toe with Iron Man, and how that turned out, and mm-hmm. we'd love to see him go toe to toe with Thor. Uh, the, way, the way I can see that happening is obviously at the end of Age of Ultron, Hulk, it was unknown where Hulk was. We just seen him floating above the Earth in a spaceship. And there was the speculation that he might have crash landed in the ocean. And like I always I always uh, presumed and said that he has gone away to space somewhere. So Thor, Thor obviously went way back to Asgard to investigate the uh, Infinity Gem stuff. Now he can go on his quest for an Infinity Gem or to get more information about them. He'll go around the various nine realms, go to other planets and stuff, and I reckon he's going to come across Hulk on some random planet and end up having to fight a Hulk who has lost his mind and turn him back to Banner by making him laugh. Because uh, <laughs> that's what he does in the cotton. <laughs> and um, then bring him back. I think you're wrong. Okay, that's my uh, crazy theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I, and I, I, because it wasn't a spaceship, it was basically a Quinjet that he was in. It was not, uh, you know, some sort of uh, terrestrial based airship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it wasn't something that was suited for space. Possibly uh, not, but he was hover, he was floating above the Earth and in the atmosphere. So if he just like fire the thrusters a wee bit he could easily break out of Earth's orbit and I would imagine the does the Hulk need air to breathe that's a kind of interesting scientific question to get into but you know if he just points it in a direction he will eventually hit something yeah I believe I don't, I don't believe the Hulk can last in space indefinitely without some type of pressure suit that's that's my take on that. Now, uh, in terms of... So, uh, here, I'll give you a crazy chip theory. <laughs> uh, Loki 
uh, grabs the Hulk and transports him somewhere. Loki uh, does something to twist either the Hulk or Thor's mind, and that's how they end up fighting. Yeah, that would be that would be cool because obviously, if you remember back to Avengers number one, that's what happened. Yep, with the Hulk, like Loki tricked him basically into mm-hmm. fighting the Avengers. Essentially, yes. um, yeah, that would be really cool. I'd I'd love to see him go to what was the the totally silent place called that people get banished to from Asgard. Oh, you got me on that one. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, if people Loki gets banished there all the time because obviously Loki's biggest kind of power is his, uh, his, his slippery tongue um, and he, he's been banished there numerous times I can't remember what it's called though is it like Silent Isle or something like that but anyway you get sent there and it's totally silent and, no, and you can't speak okay so I, I'd love to see the Hulk get sent there and just like rampage in silence yeah. that would be hilarious but I, I think I think if you're going to do uh, I, I just don't think that whatever airship he was in is suitable for space. Hmm. And I think you have to go a different route and maybe go with um, Loki doing so- having something to do with it. Hmm. Which is entirely possible. Like, because, uh, because like, uh, Heimdall would, would see that because mm-hmm. he sees everything with mm-hmm. his magical eyes. <laughs> he, would, he would report to Odin what he sees. And obviously Odin right now is Loki. So Odin would go, yeah, okay, I'll deal with it. And then he could just pluck the Hulk out of there and using the Bifrost, I would assume, and just pl- chuck him wherever mm. he wants, wherever he needs him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm also wondering, is this another uh, red herring? Inter- yeah, it could be. You know, I mean, because, you know, with Age of Ultron, they had... Uh, What's his name? Hawkeye. I can't remember the uh, Jeremy Renner running his mm. mouth off that his character was going to die, or giving hints that uh, his character mm. was done. Uh, so the idea, you know, could th- could they just try be trolling us and saying, yeah, it's going to be a buddy movie just because it it, it sounds cool, but it also kind of sounds a bit ridiculous at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> And I would say that if it was going to be a full buddy movie, then you would you would think that a Hulk would would uh, be in the title, like Thor, Thor and Hulk, the team up movie, or obviously not that, but well, Thor versus Hulk or something. <laughs> I mean, I think you could. I think uh, I think Scarlett Johansson should have gotten more credit for in uh, the Winter Soldier. I think it should have been called Captain America and uh, the Black Widow. Yeah, well, like like they're doing with that man and the wasp, right? I mean, i I thought I thought Scarlett Johansson, I or I enjoyed the Black Widow bits probably more than I enjoyed uh, the Captain America bits in the movie. Of the yeah, because she she's just a bet she's just a better actress. <laughs> no, I, I just I prefer I prefer the cat bits and that, and I have Falcon. I actually prefer the Falcon. I, I haven't really liked Black Widow since Iron Man Two. Like she was just amazing in Iron Man Two, and since then, I, I think all her performances have been disappointing. I think it's because they changed her hair. Oh. Like I just loved her hair and and Iron Man Two. It just looked so fucking cool, and then because <laughs> it, it was all curly and wavy, and yeah. she looked absolutely awesome, and now it's all straight and doesn't 
it isn't the same. This is why maybe, we, maybe this is me, why we lose our female sexist. listenership, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> hi there, Rennie. Uh, it's, it's Andy being the vapid one this week. Uh, <laughs> see, I like snark. Mm-hmm. I like snarky characters. Uh, and, you know, the bits with Steve and Widow or, you know, because there really weren't any bits without Steve and Widow. And just the way she was able to kind of play or troll Steve or, you know, the fact that she's trying to set him up with uh, girls in the office. You know, <laughs> all of that, you know, just, you know, things that... uh I guess, girl, you know, I've never really had anybody in my office try and set me up with anybody. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the that's something that, you know, certain pers- personalities do. Well, why, you know, why don't why don't you go out with uh, Betty in in the the typing pool or whatever? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, it was just so girly i'm i don't i'm I'm trying not i'm trying to behave here ready but um it it was just the way you know things like that and incidents like that and the way she carried herself in the movie i just found uh her her uh lines her scenes more more interesting and more entertaining than uh, Captain America's. The the other problem is Captain America can be a bit of a stiff. We've seen him loosen up a little bit. Language, yes. <laughs> Language. But uh, we've seen him loosen up a little bit, but he's still kind of a stiff. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. I just really liked Falcon in that movie. Like, Falcon was brilliant. There wasn't enough Falcon in the movie. Yeah, no, I, I hope we see a lot more of him in Civil War. So I, I definitely think it was cool, but it was just, uh, you know, they they limited his exposure, which is a good thing because we don't want to get sick of the character either. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, you know, and he will have his chance to shine. Um, probably, you know, he'll play a bigger role in... Civil War, he will, you know, be a part of the next Avengers movie. We saw him, uh, oh, we saw him uh, pop up in Ant-Man too, so. Yep. Um, he's a good utility character. Whether or not uh, he can become the next Captain America, you know, in Phase 4 or something like that, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I mm. do like, uh, what's his name, Chris uh, Chris Evans. Um, I do like Chris Evans. I think he does a great job as Captain America. Um, he, he's playing him the way he should be played. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does have a good line now and again, but, uh, you know, once again, Captain America is not one of my favorite Marvel. He, he, I enjoy his stuff, but I can't say that, uh, he's my favorite Marvel character. No, that's held the duck. <laughs> I well, yeah, of course. But uh, <laughs> the, the the other thing is, 
Um, you know, when you think of the lead characters in Marvel movies, so we have Ant-Man, we have Iron Man, we have Thor, we have Captain America. Am I forgetting anyone from the solo films? I don't think so. Um, so far. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. There must be. No, not no, from that's the solo it. films. Guardians was, you know, Guardians was a... Uh, More of an ensemble thing. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and Chris Chris Pratt did a great job with Star-Lord mm. in Guardians. But yeah. uh, of the characters that we that have qu- had a quote-unquote solo movies, well, I'll, I'll take it one step further just because of what I said about uh, the Winter Soldier should have been um, considered. It should have been uh, Captain America and the Black Widow. Uh, I would say the two most, or the two best actors are, uh, that have done a, made uh, the, whose characters I enjoy the most would be Robert Downey's Iron Man mm-hmm. and Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And I, I still think Black Widow should have her own movie. She should, yeah. It's probably been just a, a whole timing thing. I mean, they've with what they've been doing with the phases, and obviously she just had a baby and stuff as well. So mm-hmm. it's probably to do with timings for for that sort of stuff. Why they've not? Because I know there is a script out there flown about for one. Yeah, we've heard about that forever. Um, mm. <laughs> I just, I, I just think. Uh, you know, well, they you know they keep going in the route of, uh, you know they're going to do Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. you know bringing making an Ant Man and the Wasp I think is a smart idea, but you know yep. we keep hearing oh they need to do a female superhero movie, uh, with this with the female as the lead. Like I said, I think they uh, missed a easy opportunity with Winter Soldier by you know because I think they could have made it Captain America and the Widow. Um, but, you know, you know they, they want to do Captain Marvel. Screw Captain Marvel! Do the Black Widow! <laughs> she's already established. She has yep. a fan base. She She's proven that uh, uh, she, can, she does an awesome job with the character. And like Scarlett Johansson as well is a big actress. She's yeah. a box office draw in her own right. I mean, she headlines movies all the time. Like she did that movie Lucy that, like the other year, right? Which was like her as a superhero, basically. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, she can definitely do it. But I'd imagine it's just like a conflict of schedules and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I understand that. To get it, but I, I, I really hope Phase Four has a Black Widow movie in it. I would like to see like the Black Widow and Hawkeye kind of origin story, like you know how they talk about Budapest and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the stuff that happened before, because that sounds like obviously we've got all the stuff that's happening now, but I'd really like to see kind of how they got into the position of working for Shield, because obviously they've got some shady history in their past. Like what mm-hmm. she says, there's a, a lot of red in her ledger. Yeah, and the, and uh, the, well, there's a lot of great backstories, and unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Movies aren't the 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 media they are in doesn't really lend itself to be able to do that many 
stories. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can't. Marvel's not going to, can't afford uh, to produce ten movies a year. No, no. Um, and I think like you would get done... sick if 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 there were ten Marvel movies a year. I think uh, I, you would start losing your audience. I, I we're, we're already hearing that. Uh, you know the the sup- the superhero movie bubble is going to burst at some point. <laughs> and you know, people are saying that it's already bust because of Fantastic Four, but uh, I totally disagree with that because no, that was just a shitty movie. It was just a shit movie. If you make a shit movie, like no one's gonna go and see it. Like <laughs> you know, if you make a good movie, people will go and see it. And like even with the case of Ant Man, even though it's a smaller character and stuff like that, obviously they went a smaller budget, still did well enough to um, make a profit for Marvel and to generate a sequel. It broke five hundred million this week. The, uh, yeah, box which office. is great, <laughs> absolutely great. Um, like phases, phases one and two was like twelve films in total mm-hmm. over a period of seven years. And phase three is going to have ten films in three years, which is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think we can stomach that. Like that's say say three to, to maybe four movies. Well, it's going to be like three movies a year, basically. Three movies a year. Yeah, which is totally fine by me. Like one at the start, one in the middle, one at the end. Like I could I could go and see a movie once a month. Like I I'm sure most people like certainly people that are working and, and fortunate enough to be in the position. Like that can afford to go and see one movie a month. It's not that expensive. Like I know it is a cost and stuff, but it's not. It's not like it's a million dollars to go and see a movie. Oh, it's you're going as, to the wrong not, theaters then. I know, I know. It's not as cost prohibitive as say buying a video game. No, I I, agree, I totally agree with you. Well, I don't know. A family of four is about the same price well, if you're. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But say, say, I mean, most people tend to go to the movies in twos. Like, for just like a typical example, like uh, a man and his wife go to the movie on a Friday night or a Saturday night. Yeah, and you know, you and I ha- have awesome wives mm-hmm. that that are at least part geek. Yep. Um, most most guys aren't as lucky as us, and have you know don't have wives that really want to actually go see. Ant-Man <laughs> or the Avengers and mm. be there day one. Um, but, um, it, you know, I think I, th- I think the Marvel movies are more of a family event than a date event. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, so, or, say, like, two buddies. Yeah, or, or two dudes, uh, right. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you know the, it's a way to further the bromance. Um <laughs> Or like I've been to see quite a few of them, like with my dad as well. So right, um, that wasn't something my dad and I did. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. I can. I think I remember seeing a James Bond movie with him. He took me to Stripes. Stripes. What Stripes? Which was a Bill Murray movie. Okay. And it might have been the first time I saw boobies on t- on uh, on the big screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> afterwards, well, you know, not nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Got to see him sometime, son. Um, <laughs> but um, I, you know, I, my dad and I weren't the we we didn't go see a lot of movies together. Um, but uh, you're right. I mean, it's it's more of a dude bro thing, 
or a family thing than a date night thing in most instances. So uh, let's take it to the family extreme uh, where, you know, you, the, the mom, dad, and the two kids, it is $60. It is the same price yeah. as a video game. Um, my thing is it's not the money for me. It's more the time. Do I want to go to the movies once a month? It doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe I see six movies a year, and usually they involve uh, Marvel, Disney, or Star Wars. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's about it, or they're animated. Um, so uh, if you had... You, if you had 12 Marvel movies a year, you throw in the odd DC movie, you throw in uh, the odd Pixar movie, that's more movies than I would uh, ever see in a year. And at some point, my wife is going to say, I, I'm, I don't want to see another Marvel movie <laughs> at this point. Um, I, I will never say that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Except, I, well, uh, I, Cinematic Universe. <laughs> So, yeah, I think limiting it to three or four a year is great. But then, yes, you want to you want to delve into you want to see the back history of the Black Widow. You and I would love that movie. You know, the black do a Black Widow Hawkeye movie and delve into their past. You and I would love that movie. Um, But we are the minority on that. Would it do well? If it was the fifth Marvel movie in a year, no. If it was the third Marvel movie of the year, the third of three, it might do okay. Mm. Because you would have ScarJo, you would have Jeremy Renner. Um, so I think, but you know, there is a limit. And I th- I think three, maybe a fourth movie is to- is as far as you can go. And while they're not, uh, part of the MCU, you got to remember that Fox is going to—is it Fox? Yeah, Fox yeah, is going to cr- is going to crap out either a Fantastic Four or X Men or X Men related movie each year, at least yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, because you've got Deadpool and then you've got X Men Apocalypse, mm-hmm. and, and then if they choose to do the Fantastic Four two or not, that's still up in the air. I think they're coming back to Marvel. It's just yeah. they're they're working out the details. That will be a done deal. Um, I'm I'll, I'll put a date on it. March. I, I would I would just let it late on that Comic Con next year. You think it'll we'll be see. that long before we hear about it? Yeah, I would I would think so. They might as well. They want to, I would say they want to wait until such time as everyone's forgotten about how <laughs> bad the Fantastic Four movie was. I haven't actually seen it yet, but. Uh, I, I will get around to watching it one day just to see how bad it is. And, you know, it's probably not as bad as everyone says. But how badly it tanked at the box office, like, I don't think Fox is going to take a, take a risk on that. No. Like, it's, especially with all the negative press around it, with the development of it and the director and all that sort of shit. But that doesn't mean that they have something that Marvel Studios wants and wants bad. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they will hold it hostage. Yep. You know, they may even extort uh, Marvel by saying, if you don't buy this, we're going to crap out the, the sequel. 
<laughs> do you know I would say that um, that Marvel probably wants the Fantastic Four license like Marvel Studios wants the license back more for the villains than mm. for the uh, the actual Fantastic Four themselves because the Fantastic Four has some of the best villains in, in Marvel like Galactus like, well self is not a villain but um, Galactus and Doctor Doom and, mm. and, those, and like Kang and stuff like that like those are big powers mm-hmm. that like it's awesome to see the Avengers go up against in the comics and to see them go up against them in the movies is, would be incredible and I don't know I don't even know if it's out yet but did you see who is joining the Guardians I did uh, see that today yeah I can't remember the name of the lady though oh no not a lady the thing no. the thing what what Make yeah a the thing what? is joining the Guardians oh wait a minute I did not see this Michael Checklist from the Shield. Michael Checklist. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about in the movie. I'm talking about uh, in the comic book. The thing is, oh, okay. is joining uh, is joining uh, the Guardians. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. So. That's that's an interesting one. It would be cool to see the thing pop up in in that movie. So. All right. All right. Uh. Yeah. What else did you have? Oh, you were talking. We we did the buddy thing. I know you had one other story. This went way too long. This segment's way too long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got two other stories. One of which is about Civil War, and it's basically about the trailer. There was a lot of stuff kicking about this week that was speculating that the trailer was going to pop next week for Civil War. But it looks like it's actually going to be a bit later than that because uh, the Russell brothers seemingly tweeted from uh, their account. Which it seems to be their account on Twitter, uh, although no one's quite sure if it definitely is or not. You know, with these kind of mm. vague ones, whether you're not sure if it's genuine or not. But anyway, they this account tweeted a picture of like some stars along with like a sort of vague painted type picture. But somebody dug into it a little bit further and discovered that this tiny snippet of a picture was actually a bit from a old old Star Wars poster. <laughs> <laughs> which I mean when you look at it you're like oh yeah holy shit it is but I can't believe somebody fucking noticed this <laughs> and uh, they, they put two and two together and it seemingly that would be an indication that the Captain America trailer is going to debut with Star Wars Episode 7 which obviously makes complete sense because mm-hmm. Disney owns both properties mm-hmm. and people going to see Star Wars would probably dig Marvel movies and mm-hmm. like that movie is going to be fucking enormous like that that will be the biggest movie of the year and obviously Jurassic Jurassic World smashed so many records this year that it's a shame because it's probably going to get obliterated by Star Wars Episode <laughs> 7. <laughs> you think? Yeah. So uh, I, I we probably did this last week and I'll just ask it again because what the hell. Um do you have did you get your Star Wars tickets yet? <laughs> no, no. Uh, if I buy tickets in advance, it will be like a week before, and I won't. Not, I won't go to the midnight show, and I'd like to go opening weekend, but I'm not. I'm not completely fussed if I don't manage to go opening weekend. I'll, I'll go when there's a, a spare slot of time for me, and the, there are seats available. I'm in the same boat. I have not bought my tickets yet. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I, I know I'm going with my wife at least once with my wife, uh, whether or not I'm taking nephews or going with my buddy hasn't been determined yet, but, uh, I, I haven't raced out to, you know, if I don't see it, uh, Thursday or I, or Friday or even that opening weekend, 
Yeah, we did talk about this last week. It's not like it's not going to be there for, you know, Once, six, yeah. six months. <laughs> and, you yeah, know, I'll... it's going to be easy enough to avoid uh, spoilers, I think. I'm not worried about that. Well, I don't know. Like, Twitter is bad for spoilers. <laughs> See, I don't... Oh, oh. I barely go on Twitter. I mean, you never, you barely ever see me tweet. You see me on Facebook quite a bit, but... Mm. Um, yeah, and I mean, I would just... Even if I was on Twitter, I'd probably just stay off it until I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I have to do every single Wednesday <laughs> because we always yep. have tweets from people about the episode of Shield. Yep. And I haven't, like, when I wake up in the morning, I have got like at least a few tweets about the episode. And, I, and I, I'm like, oh, I'll, like, when I wake up, I'll look through what on my notifications mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll go, oh, look, I'll, oh, no, no, don't look at this. <laughs> I always have to remind myself not to look at it. And I'm in the same boat now with us doing the B team on yeah. Tuesday nights. <laughs> uh, so far, I have not been able to, you know, the shows get over so late. Uh, I haven't been able to uh, go and w- watch the episode. So, yeah, I'm usually waiting on, um, I don't look at our Twitter feed on Wednesday until I've seen the show either. Mm. So, Yeah, so it looks like Captain America Civil War trailer is going to air first with Star Wars Episode Seven, which is cool because it, mm. it is a good exposure for that movie. Yep. And I think Civil War is going to be huge. Like I, I would be surprised if it doesn't actually do better than Age of Ultron. I think that's fair. I th- I, I uh, think that's fair. Yeah. There was one other story that I want to mention. I did have an article, but we can table that for and speak yeah. about it for another week because we've 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 talked plenty about other things here. But uh, there is definitely one other. A news story. I'll post this one there, and we can cover that another time. Um, but yeah, there is definitely one other news story that I want to cover because this week there was a couple of tweets from a, a fa- famous actress about Captain Marvel. Chip, and I, I did send you this article. I don't know if you got no. a chance to read it. Uh no, I didn't have a chance. But go okay. ahead. And it's it's the it was Olivia Wilde is uh, up for uh, being Captain Marvel. She, uh, somebody tweeted at her and uh, a director who was what's the director's name? Um, Reed Morano, who was the director of Meadowland, which I, I don't know what Meadowland is, but apparently Olivia Wilde was in it as well. And somebody tweeted at Reed as uh, saying, "Oh, would you be up? Would you fancy directing Captain Marvel?" She's like, "Oh, yes, of course I would." And would Olivia Wilde be up for uh, starring in it as Captain Marvel? And she was like, yes, of course she would be up for that. Hell yes. And Olivia Wilde, if you don't know who she is, she was in uh, Tron. She played the, uh, well, Tron Legacy. She played the female lead in, in Tron Legacy. And she was also, uh, she also played 13 in House, the TV series. Mm-hmm. And I believe she was in, uh, what was that movie with Justin Timberlake in it? The one with the time. In time, that was it. She's also in In Time. I'm sure she was his mum in In Time. She she's been in quite a few things. Um, I'm yeah. trying to re. I, there was another television show that she was on that uh, was my first exposure to her. So, um, you know, she, she might be getting a little too old to play uh, Captain Marvel. She's not that old. <laughs> And I mean, like Carol Danvers was like an experienced uh, air, air, 
experienced what was it an air was she an air force pilot can't remember but anyway she was uh she, she wasn't exactly it's not like she was a teenager or anything like that she okay she's only 31 yeah so she's not that old <laughs> <laughs> like come on chip all right all right <laughs> so yeah i think she's okay. she's uh she's young enough to be able to play captain marvel and I think she'd make a great Captain Marvel. Um, whether or not she's like a big enough actress for them to cast in, in a role like that, I don't know. But we've seen them obviously do it before with Chris Hemsworth. He was not a big actor before he took on Thor role. Okay. Like Chris Evans, you could argue, kind of was because he'd been in quite a lot of other movies as not necessarily the star, but certainly one of the bigger players in the movie, like Fantastic Four, for example. <laughs> and obviously Robert Downey Jr. was on the Dermot Spiral and Iron Man kicked him right back up. But that was in the early days of the MCU. But yeah, I think she could pull off Captain Marvel. I would rather see the uh, the chick from Vikings do it, though I can't remember uh, what, what her name is. But some of the fan art for her is, like, as Captain Marvel looks fucking amazing. I still think but Ronda yeah. Rousey. Yeah, nah, I'm not 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 keen on that one. She's not really an actress, though. Like, I don't think she'd have the acting chops to be able to do it. She's got the fighting chops, definitely, but not the acting chops. But yeah, Olivia Wilde is a fantastic actress, and I'd love to see... I, I would like to see her as Captain Marvel as well. So if they choose Olivia Wilde, or if they have... Uh, I forget the actress's name that plays the, uh, the female lead in Vikings, but she would be fantastic as well. I think they'll. I think they'll make a good call either way, and they they might go down a totally different route anyway with Captain Marvel. But I think we need an announcement on that soon, because it's not that long away. Yeah, it's what at least two years. I know, but I want. I want to know right now. <laughs> well, you know, this is you know you and this uh, your your internet generation here, where we need to know. I mean, by the time, like we said a couple weeks ago, by the time Civil War comes out, nobody's going to, or Civil War, uh, Infinity Gauntlet comes out, nobody's going to care anymore because we've been <laughs> talking about it for four years. Well, longer than that, if, if you think about it. Like, the first time we saw The Avengers, and the first time we saw Thanos, everyone's been talking about it really since then. So that was, what, 2012? So it'll be, like, nine years <laughs> Right. So, I, but I mean, with everything, by the time Phase Three even starts, we're going to be bored of it and be talking. We're already talking Phase Four. I know. Like, what's happening at Phase Four, Marvel? Come on. <laughs> you know, we're talking five or six years out. Yeah. The aliens could come by then. The asteroid could hit. You know. I mean. Yeah. The internet could die, Chip. Oh my God! How bad would that be? <laughs> Depends on what I'm doing that day. Yeah, yeah. download some days. It's all. like that would be fantastic. <laughs> the internet is dead. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know what? They announced Chadwick Boseman three years before the movie came out. Three years, almost before they even uh, started filming. <laughs> you no, know, I. The, so I don't know. I, I mean, all of these. All of these announcements, while it's great for shows like us, ours, where we, you know, we cover the news and it gives us something to talk about, the fact of the matter is, most of these movies won't be out for another two to three years. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, Marvel could go belly up. 
Disney, you know, Disney could get bought by Time Warner. I I know I'm talking ridiculous, oh <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, so there are just so many uh, things that could happen, and it's, it's at some point. I, I sometimes I'm just like, is this really news yet? Mm, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's so far in the future. All right, come on, let's let's get into Shieldcast. <laughs> Forty-five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> well, I think that this uh, particular episode is going to be synopsized much quicker than other ones. Usually, yeah, yeah. This one, there's a lot. There's some things to talk about it, but at the same time, there's not much story. No, not really. It's All very right. very light on story. But yeah, let's let's get into it. So this episode, uh, season three, episode five of Angels of Shield, which was called four thousand seven hundred twenty-two hours. Which every time I saw that anywhere on the internet, I always think of that song. You know the one. There's so many minutes, and that's what makes up a year. That one. Okay. And it always makes me think of I can't remember what movie it was in, but you know Joe West from The Flash. Yeah. He was in a movie where he sang a bit of that song. <laughs> okay. It's like an ensemble piece. It's it's really funny to see him like singing a song because he's actually quite a good singer. But th- that's a side note. But anyway, I kept thinking of that song, and I- I'm going to put that that song at the end of this episode. <laughs> but yeah, so we see a flashback of Fitz asking Simmons out for dinner, which is the thing that happened at the end of last season, and obviously with Simmons getting eaten by the monolith, and then we see her appear on this alien world. Uh, there's no satellites here, she's got no phone signal. She sees the two moons that we've already seen and she like kind of records her findings about the planet as she waits for extraction. The air is obviously breathable, we already know this, and the gravity is slightly stronger than Earth. Uh, there's no sign of life or vegetation or water anywhere. And she, she basically waits at the place that she came through, hoping that Fitz will find a way to bring her back. And she says, oh, if, what Fitz always says is if you can't solve a problem, sleep on it. So she goes to sleep and then wakes up 22 hours after appearing on the planet. So she's 22 hours in. There's been no sunrise as of yet. And 71 hours in, still no sunrise. She says, where is the sun? Now, she would, you would think that she would have thought that there are planets out there that do have ridiculously long days. Like even in even in our, our own solar system, mm-hmm. Mercury Mercury's like days are fifty eight Earth days long, which <laughs> you would have to wait a long time before you would see a sunrise on Mercury. And same with uh, same with Venus, which has which days are a whopping two hundred and forty three Earth days long, <laughs> which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, however, she's definitely not on either of those planets because neither of them have any moons. Right. Um. She, so she's not in our solar system. So there's not going to be. It's not going to be a sun per se. It'll be some other, or this sun anyway. It'll be some other star, like Alpha Centauri or one one of those other ones. Uh. She says that she just wants to go home, and she says now an average person can survive up to three weeks without food, but only a hundred hours with water. So it's getting <laughs> squeaky bum time for her now. So she has to go and look for water. She has to leave the place that she came in and look for water. So she leaves this little marker for Fitz and starts off to find some water. We then see her about 80 hours in and she's kind of fantasizing about going for her dinner with Fitz. And it's kind of kind of funny, but we've already seen her have the dinner, so <laughs> it's kind of weird to see her like talking about it like this. 
uh, we see her climbing up a mountain and she, there's, she sees a kind of dust storm and gets covered in dust from it. And then when she wakes up, she, I, I thought like it seemed like she thought she saw Fitz, but or maybe she just says his name because she's happy to finally see this little pool of water. It's kind of weird that she said that, mm. but she's obviously just got like like Fitz is the one thing that's keeping her going. Like she's basically fixated on him at this point. So she runs down to the to this pool of water, and it doesn't look very clean. She drinks it anyway. It's, it's better to have cholera than be dead. So, 109 hours in, she uh, swims in the pool, which I would fucking never do. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, okay. she's probably examined the pool for a few hours at this point. Oh, yeah, but she's I mean, She's probably wow. tried to, you know, she's probably... St- put her you know she drank it it she didn't die mm-hmm. you know her inside <laughs> you know it didn't burn her from the inside out um if yeah. if you're able to drink it you're probably able to swim uh swim in it and uh, mm-hmm. let's see a hundred hours that's that's at least four days mm-hmm. yep so she's but probably you know kind of ripe at that point yeah, she's probably pretty dirty and she wants to clean up and wash herself. But when I go for a bath, I don't wear clothes. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, uh, so I don't know why she kept her clothes on because she's on a desolated It is a world. Disney show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the water is very murky. They could have easily had this dirty water covering her up. But yeah, like it just struck me as unrealistic that she would go for a bath in her clothes. Like, and if she's you, kind like, of prudish. Yeah, but well, she doesn't strike me as the type that uh, likes to skinny dip. No, but I mean, if if I was gonna like, if I was gonna wash in that water, I would just like pull the water out and and put it over myself rather than going swimming. I would never get in that water, regardless of anything, because I could not see the bottom. And uh, as soon as I saw her in that water, I was like, something is gonna happen to her, and it did. We have the the fight of Simmons versus the penis monster. which is something something kind of grabs her from below and she disappears below the surface and when she sort of when she comes up from the surface there's this like tentacle thing wrapped around her and it's like a white like veiny tentacly thing which is which is why i call it a penis monster it looks absolutely horrible and she she manages to get away from it by cutting off one of its tentacles with a rock Gemma versus the pe- penis monster. Yeah. <laughs> so 100, 111 hours in, uh, Simmons eats this bit of the penis monster, and seemingly it's disgusting. <laughs> and she continues to like give her research notes or, or sort of, I don't know whether it's like a, uh, it's kind of kind of like a vlog or a or a blog that she's leaving for Fitz, just it's in an case. Audio log. Yeah, an audio log, that's the one. And if she like if she doesn't make it back or if she dies and Fitz eventually finds her, like he will at least have this record of her information that she's left behind. Which is, it would be kinda useful as scientific mm-hmm. purposes though. Um, the only she mentions to him that the only food on this planet also thinks that she is food. And what I thought was interesting at this point is that her fucking phone is still working hundred and eleven hours in. Mm-hmm. And uh, although I kinda went, well, do you know what? I bet her phone battery's actually dead and she's just kind of doing this out of habit. <laughs> but it wasn't, <laughs> which is ridiculous. They're probably the, the most chilled logic thing in the entire show ever. <laughs> now, uh, she she manages to make a spear and goes into the water and again gets sucked under by the this penis monster plant thing. Uh, but she defeats the penis monster 
uh, starts a fire and she beats it. the penis. Stuff. She beats the penis, yes. <laughs> but it, she she seems to think it was some sort of plan. I I don't think it looked like a plan. Do you know, I think it was more like aware than a plant. Yeah, I agree. It was more like an octopus type thing. Yes. Than a it was hentai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she starts a fire and, and uh, cuts it up and manages to, to eat it and it seems like it's a little bit tastier when it's cooked. <laughs> yeah, you know, the sushi thing gets old after a while. Yeah, definitely. Uh, she says that Fitz would be proud of her and that she wishes... He was there. Uh, actually, no, no, no. No, she doesn't. She wouldn't wish this on anyone because it's hell. Uh, she also mentions that she needs Fitz to read her mind and know that she's alive but alone and afraid and she needs him to come and get her. And she says that she knows he won't give up so she won't either. So, moving forward to about 700 hours in, she's now lost her way back to her entry point and she's given less updates on her phone to conserve battery life 700 hours battery life wow <laughs> that is insane. i was so I, jealous i know and i mean she's been turning off her phone mm-hmm. give her that but like turning out your phone on and off does use up some battery mm-hmm. although small amount it does use up some battery and yeah but 700 hours is insane for a phone to still be able to turn it on like wow <laughs> Or to turn on and be useful anyway. Fitz needs to get a job with Samsung. Stat. If you can, <laughs> yeah. if you can make a, uh, a thousand hour battery phone. Well, you know that. See the phone she's got? It's an iPhone. It's an iPhone 6. <laughs> Don't tell Freeman. <laughs> and do you know that an iPhone battery does not last 700 hours in no. any universe? <laughs> no. And even Fitz, with all his scientific power, I don't think he could make an iPhone battery last 700 hours. But anyway. Um, so she goes to... Uh, she hears a little noise of some bamboo canes kind of clicking together. And I was like, where the fuck did these bamboo canes come from, for one? And uh, she goes to investigate them and falls down a hole. It's a trap! She uh, she wakes up in a cage with someone watching her. And then the guy goes away, and then she goes back to sleep. Uh, so 700 and, 783 hours in, this guy talks to her and says, it's still here. 824 hours in, Simmons kind of works out in her cage, because what else are you going to do if you're in prison? You might as well work mm. on your muscle definition. Uh, this guy visits her, and she tells her, she tells him her name and how she got there, and he brings her some food, but you won't let her out, and he kind of pokes her with a spear. And she reckons that he's fattening her up and going to eat her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, 851 hours in, Simmons pretends to have been poisoned. Uh, the dude comes into her cage and she bashes him with her dinner plate. And he says, oh, definitely real. <laughs> uh, he kind of chases after her and she falls, cutting her leg. And uh, she says, oh, kill me if you want to, but I'm not going to be your prisoner. And he says... It smells blood and it's coming. And then he drags her back to his lair as this dust cloud approaches. Uh, I, was, I, I was kind of getting a Buffalo Bill vibe here. You know, mm-hmm. it put it puts the lotion on the skin or it gets the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. But you can understand where he's coming from. He like he if he's been on the planet even as long as Simmons, like if he's not as well adjusted as her, then he might be going a bit crazy and thinking he's hallucinating stuff. Yeah. So 
Uh, Simmons asks him what's out there, and he says death. Which I was like, oh, death is here, like Thanos' girlfriend. <laughs> and he says that the whole planet is evil and that it has moods rather than rules. Uh, he, it, what's interesting to me is that he had a, he had a first aid kit. I was like, where the fuck did this guy get a first aid kit from? Like, that does not come from this planet. And Simmons says to him, well, next time you have doubts, if someone is real, ask them to hit you. <laughs> Uh, apparently the guy's name is Will and he has got no booze for her. Uh, Simmons sews up his uh, sews up her leg and this guy Will has been there a long time. He, he tells her it's hard to keep track of the days without his son and his watch broke a long time ago. Uh, we find out that he's an astronaut that was sent, by, sent there by NASA in 2001, which is 14 years before Simmons arrived there, which is a fucking long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, he's quite impressed by her phone, which has 120 gigabytes of memory in this little thing. Uh, which, do you know, I was quite surprised at how little memory it had, considering how long her battery lasts. Like, <laughs> he's made a battery that can last a thousand hours, and they've only bothered to put 120 gigabytes into it. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, why I didn't do you think do? about that, but all right, yeah. <laughs> Like if you can make a battery that can last that long, you can you can put a terabyte in that thing, no problem. But anyway, uh, she uh, she tells him a little bit about Fitz as well, and he tells her that NASA sent uh, sent his team there with plenty of power, but it's all it's all solar power. So there has been no sunrise as of yet since Simmons has been there. So that's like what a thousand hours odd now, and no sunrise. <laughs> So none of that stuff is any use to them. Uh, well mentions that there's a luminescent substrata below them that basically keeps the planet warm without a sun. and There's sort of glowing bits in his little cave that he lives in. Uh, we see them eating some food, which I think is like, it looks like worms or like little little plants or something. And he tells he tells her about the, Na- that NASA had the monolith and that they sent a team through it because it was cheaper than using rockets. <laughs> Which, yeah, it would be, because like, all you'd have to do is assemble the equipment and the team and stick them through it when it opens. Sending a rocket up into space costs millions of mm-hmm. dollars. <laughs> Which, you can totally get their logic. Yep. Uh, he, he tells her that he came through there with three scientists to collect samples on a year-long mission that there was always the possibility that it might be a one-way trip. However, he claims not to know how NASA knew that the planet would be hospitable. Which... I, I, I kind of believe him there. He says it was above his pay grade, basically. And his job on the mission was essentially to keep everyone alive. And Simmons asks, well, what happened to the others? And he says, it. You're like, oh, what the fuck is it? <laughs> like, the movie? It? Like the clown thing? <laughs> but he says, uh, it gets inside your head and it makes you crazy. But I was kind of thinking, well, you had one job, Will. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly... <laughs> Um, basically, he tells her what happened to the other the three guys that came through with him. Um, Austin threw himself off a cliff. Brubaker set him on fire. And I think Brubaker would have been a nod to Ed Brubaker, the comic writer. Uh, Taylor took an axe to the gear and then came after Will, so Will had to kill him. And Simmons said, well, what if... Like, it, it, can, it might not have just have been it doing it to them. They might have just gone mad from... Uh, like isolation essentially and he says well no probably not because they're astronauts and they're trained for that sort of stuff but and they mentioned well what what if they they didn't go mad <laughs> and and Will says well he must have gone mad and killed everyone 
and then he kind of storms off in a huff at Simmons. It's because Simmons is, was kind of pointing him in that direction, but I don't think she was really meaning that. So she goes off and apologizes to him and mentions that she will not accept that there's no way home off this planet and says that she'll be the voice of hope and he can be the voice of doom. And now 1,490 hours in, they have dinner. And they, I thought they were drinking booze, but I, but I don't actually think it was now that I think about it because it's probably just a bottle of water. Between the two of them, they couldn't figure out how to build a still. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they could have. They could have made dust, dust vodka. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, they they talk about what they miss from Earth, and he says that he misses the sun most, and she misses uh, her team the most, especially Fitz. And she shows him a video of uh, the of the team wishing her happy birthday, which was quite funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, "Well, that sounds like a little bit more than a, a best friend from the way that she's talking about him." And you know, we've always had that vibe off of them. Mm-hmm. And Will also mentions that he has no one in his life, and he you know, he said he always thought there'd be time for that later. Now he's on a deserted planet, stuck there with only Simmons, who's in love with Fitz. <laughs> Now, uh, Simmons, uh, as she's seemingly been doing all along, says goodnight to Fitz on her phone, her picture of Fitz. <laughs> and when she puts her phone off, she also says, oh, goodnight, Will. And you're like, mm, okay. Uh, we then skip forward to about 3,010 hours in. Simmons uh, mentions that she wants to go to this no-fly zone that uh, because uh, Will, obviously, being the NASA guy, he's got a map of the local area. It's been it's a hand drawn map right enough, but he's got a map of the local area and he wants she wants to go to this no fly zone and, and investigate it, see what's there. And Will kind of forbids it, but when Simmons is out foraging for food, she ends up going there anyway. And she finds uh she finds an old sword and a satchel with some wine in it and an old box with a sextant in it. And she uh, she doesn't manage to grab the wine, but she takes the sextant and uh, runs away when a dust storm comes. And in this dust storm, she sees a figure in it, which is kind of like a clo- figure that's cloaked all in black and mm-hmm. it's very mysterious. And it definitely reminded me of death, like yep. the, uh, the the yeah, Thanos' girlfriend. I was like, I was getting so pissed. It's like, oh shit, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not totally sure that that is what it is, but yeah. Because, I mean, if you were like out in that sort of dust storm, you would want to wear something like that to be able mm. to survive. So it would make sense for somebody in a, walking about in a dust storm to wear a big cloak type thing like that. So, but yeah, so she sees this figure and obviously she gets scared and she kind of runs off. And we see that scene of her hiding, rubbing dirt in her wounds. Uh, she runs back to uh, the the lair and Will, Will opens the hatch for her and, and they get in. And she confronts Will about the no fly zone and he, he ended up, he actually knew what was in the no fly zone. Like there was this pile of uh, skeletons and shit lying about in it and he didn't tell her about it because he knew that she would want to go there and investigate it because she is that sort of person um it turns out people have been sent here sent through for centuries and this thing this it has been seemingly killing them for centuries and i think that the uh, the sword and the the satchel and the sextant were stuff that if you remember the guy that we saw being sent through it in one of the earlier mm-hmm. episodes yep from this kind of medieval times. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that was his stuff that was there because I remember he had a sword. Right. And, a, and like a satchel and stuff. So I'm pretty sure that was his stuff that uh, she found. Uh, 
So uh, Will tells Zorro, don't go back to the <laughs> to the no fly zone. But Simmons is like, well, it doesn't really matter anymore because she's found this because she found this sextant. She can now work out a way how to get home using the stars. So she knows the position on Will's map that she came in, and she also knows the position that he came in, as well as the time between the two events. And she says that the portal isn't opening at random, and it is also not moving. Basically, the planet is rotating on its axis, and that's why the portal seems to appear in different places. Uh, she reckons that if they track the stars long enough, they can work out when and where the portal is going to next appear. Using this old NASA equipment that Will has, they can they can kind of predict it. Right. And they will use Simmons' magical iPhone battery to power it, <laughs> which still has power in it. Uh, Will says, "Well, if they use up if they use up her battery and it doesn't work, that's the end of Fitz and all her friends." So she wastes some of the battery watching the video one last time before switching off her phone, which. Being an iPhone, of course, it has a smash screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, thank, I mean, God, has, thank God Freeman doesn't listen to this show. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Simmons, <laughs> Simmons and Will build this kind of star mapping system using the old gear and Simmons' iPhone battery, and they work out the next time the portal will open. Uh, they work. They manage to work out one time before. The uh, before the, the battery, battery craps out, yeah, as it will always do on an iPhone. <laughs> Usually not after three thousand hours, though. <laughs> okay, this is not knuckleballer radio. We're not going to sit here and trash no, no, the no, iPhone. No. <laughs> but yeah, so eight, eighteen days from now is the time when the next portal is going to open, uh, or when the portal is going to open next. And however, it's going to be in the no-fly zone. Uh, Will is not very happy because it's a 40-hour hike from where they are, at least, and there is a canyon that's like 30 metres wide that he says is impossible to cross. Tim's just like, well, you've got two weeks, flyboy, figure it out. <laughs> and now we, we kind of skip forward to the day that they're going on their, their hike to uh, to find the portal, and Will asks Simmons why uh, why she got into science and like how she knows about the stars and stuff like that, and she says, "Well, it's because she had scoliosis or sco- scoliosis." Scoliosis. Yeah, and uh, basically, when she was ill with uh, scoliosis, she her dad used to wheel her bed out and talk to her about the stars while she was laid up. Oh, just get which is kind of nice, and he's like, "Oh, good job, dad." It's <laughs> like, "Thank fuck your dad taught you that." <laughs> uh, so the. Uh, she Simmons mentions that the portal is open when the moon's aligned, like the tides are off. It's not random like we thought, and it's not uh, well, not like we thought. <laughs> it's definitely not opening based on when certain people come into the room, which so it totally disproves my theory about that. However, when it does open, it doesn't open for very long. So if they can't get through, they have a message in a bottle to send to Fitz, and in, in order to tell him like when how to work out when it opens and that sort of stuff. So, uh, Will has devised this magical telescope gun in order to get them across the canyon, which I thought looked fucking cool as hell. (laughs) It was like a telescope that somehow fired a, uh, was it a grappling hook? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which was was awesome. And uh, that's going to help them cross the canyon. They're going to zip line down it. So, they hike to the location. Uh, Will says that when he gets back, he's going to eat first before he does anything else. And Simmons is going to shower and eat at the same time and fall asleep while doing it, which is very efficient. (laughs) 
Uh, the geologist that was with Will thought that this planet might have been a paradise and that it consumed the the planet and all the niceness of it. Which is kind of, you know, like, yeah, okay. I don't know if it would necessarily have been a paradise if there's no sunrise on it. Like, how, the, how does plants grow properly and stuff like that in that sort of atmosphere? Because I think plants need, well, certainly the type of plants you would consider to be in a paradise need sunlight. Well, there's little thingies growing around. I mean, they do find herbs yeah. and whatnot. And, and stuff, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, when they get to this canyon, it's actually 100 metres wide rather than 30. So there's no way that they're going to be able to cross it in time. Simmons reckons that there might have been like an earthquake that's widened the canyon or something like that. But uh, Will says, well, it's actually, it just doesn't want us to leave. So the portal opens at this point, And because there's no way that they can cross, they their best shot is to try and fire the bottle into the, uh, into the portal. Which is a, a long shot for one. Mm-hmm. It's 100 metres away and they're using a makeshift telescope gun to fire, <laughs> to fire it over there. And it is a glass bottle, <laughs> which I was like, holy shit, like, how, how is he going to make this? But Will files it and he, he does hit the target, but just slightly too late for it to go through the portal. And what a shot, though. Like, yeah. that's a one in a million shot, that. <laughs> hey, Flyboy fly has some skills. He does, yeah, definitely. Um, Simmons, uh, so the bottle crashes against the rocks and they don't have any other way to work out when the portal will next open or where it's going to open because the computer equipment is now fucked because the the iPhone battery has finally died. Right. Uh, And Simmons kind of, when they get back to the lair, Simmons kind of rages out because she thinks that she's never going home. And I was like, oh, well, this could be our new home. It's like, no, this is hell, not home. <laughs> uh, Will kind of comforts her when she says that there's no hope on this planet. And he says, well, that's, wh- that's what he used to think. And then she showed up. And I went, oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it, Gemma. <laughs> no. she, she kisses him. And, and I, then I was, it fades it's... to black. And, you know, we get the commercial and. Next, yeah. she's she, she's looking pretty happy. Something yep. something happened. Yeah, and it, it skipped. I think it, it skipped forward like quite a bit yeah. of time here. Yeah, because um, it's now like four thousand seven hundred and twenty hours, and yeah. and they're preparing to go and watch the sunrise because they've managed to work out that the sun does eventually rise on this planet, just not very often. And if they if they miss this one, they don't need to worry because there'll be another one in just eighteen years. <laughs> But it's only going to last a few minutes, the sunrise. So they're they're obviously a couple now because their beds are pushed together mm-hmm. and everything. And she she seems quite happy. And and I I was see as soon as that happened and she kissed him and like all, all this happened, I was so annoyed for the rest of this episode. I was like, I hate you, Simmons. I hate you. What are you, <laughs> you doing? You slut. <laughs> you slut. Yeah. Well, no, she's not a slut. Like to be fair to her. <laughs> to be fair to her, she's stranded on this planet for a long time, hey, and she now thinks. David just, Crosby taught us all: love the one you're with. I know, but but yeah, I was just I felt so bad for Fitz, and like yep. I, I was I was yep. so annoyed at her because yep. like earlier in the episode, yep. she did say like she will never give up hope because she knows that Fitz will never give up, give up hope, and we do we have seen that Fitz has never given up on her. 
and he pursued everything and kept going and would have still kept going if he never got her back. Like mm-hmm. if he got if he got the planet and couldn't find her, then he would have went back until he found her. He would have just kept going. So it made me very sad and very annoyed at Gemma for this the whole rest of this episode. And I don't know if I'll be able to forgive her for this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they they still know a couple, Will and Gemma. And uh, so they they get to this spot and they uh, they sit and wait for this wait for the sunrise to happen. Um, and Will has gone back to the uh, the no fly zone and found the bottle of wine that Simmons had found earlier in the episode. In order for them to sit and have a glass of wine and enjoy the sunrise together. However, the wine is pure vinegar now. And someone says, well, maybe they can use it in their cooking to add some flavour to their lives. So she's not that happy. <laughs> she's a bit, she must be a bit bored. But, I mean, there's no one You're else to You're on talk. a desert planet. <laughs> nothing with to do. <laughs> no internet, no TV. Uh, you know, this, this is Gill- Gilligan's Island in space. Also, be reminded there are no condoms on this planet. <laughs> well, that's that, that, yeah. that's what my wife is saying. Ah, she's knocked up. Yeah, she could very well be. Uh, because yeah, you've got no protection. There could very well be a baby on the horizon, though. Is is what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, she also mentions that her dad would have liked him, and she's she goes to say, "Oh, you're a lot." I, I think she was going to say, "You're a lot like her dad." Mm-hmm. But uh, she says you're a lot like, and then uh, she sees a flare in the background, and she goes, "Oh, Fitz!" <laughs> and suddenly remembers that Fitz is out there somewhere. And, uh, that it's obviously been Fitz that fires this flare off to try and find her, which it obviously was. So they run towards the flare, and the dust storm appears. And in the dust storm, she sees an astronaut suit in it, mm-hmm. and she reckons that it actually must be NASA that's come to get Will. However, the suit's all kind of fucked up. Like, I couldn't quite tell what it was about it, but it just looked all kind of, I don't know, like really haggard and wrecked, really. Like, I didn't pause it and look to see if there was any symbols or anything like that on it, but it looked really, really messed up. And uh, Will tells Gemma not to trust it, and this is it trying to get her to stay, basically. And he tells her to run, and she kind of, does run off reluctantly and we hear him fire his last bullet. Uh, Simmons then hears Fitz's voice and run towards it and Fitz obviously brought her back. And Then we mm-hmm. then we cut back to like present times and we see that Gemma has told Fitz this whole story and that she she doesn't know what happened to Will, but obviously she has to go back for him. That's why she wants to go back because of Will. And po- she could very well possibly be pregnant. Um, and Fitz kind of walks off seemingly in a huff. And I was like, yep, that is what I would do as well, Fitz. And I'd be like, Fuck you, Gemma. <laughs> I, I, I went to all this effort, and and yeah, you've you've been with this other guy the whole time. Be raging, but he's actually been like the nicest guy ever, and and uh, he's actually pulling up stuff in the lab so that they can work out how to get Will back, which is very very nice of him, and just shows what a good guy he is. And I I I wouldn't be as good as that. Now, um, in the in the after credits, Will watches the uh, the sunrise. And throws away his gun, and then the planet goes dark again. That's it. And then we see scenes from next week where it's basically they're saying that uh, they they're kind of spoiling that Andrew is dead. Yep. Uh, May is back. Mockingbird yep. is back in action as well, and maybe somebody's going to betray somebody. 
Which is standard. Yeah, <laughs> which is, is just another week of shield. Yeah, I don't know that they should have spoiled that, that Andrew was definitely dead, but it, de- it did look that way at the yeah. end of last episode. But yeah, what did you think of this episode, Chip? I was a little disappointed. I mean, it it is a great sci-fi story, and I'm talking hard sci-fi here, you know. Mm, yeah. um, uh, you know, kind of like... Uh, it's kind of a mix. My wife kept saying was waiting for uh, her to find a tennis ball or something and call it Wilson throughout mm. the thing. But um, you know, it's sort of the Robinson Crusoe in space, something like that to an extent. So in the, you know, from a sci-fi perspective, um, it was an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my wife also pointed out. She goes, "Thank God uh, for uh, will the sp- will the astronaut because you know if we were stuck listening to Simmons' monologue through the whole thing, it would have pr- been a pretty boring episode." And I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. you, you need you needed you need somebody to play off of. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I said, I was kind of disappointed because I was hoping for some revelations. Where is this planet? Uh, I was hoping for, you know, some Marvel character to show up. Mm. Some cosmic Marvel character. And, you know, it could be a B-lister or a C-lister. You know, it could be a Celestial. It could be um, something. Some obscure character from, you know, a journey into the mystery or tales to astonish, but something that had uh, some relevance to the Marvel uh, universe. And when I say universe, I mean the cosmic end of the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that, from that aspect, I was a little let down. Mm. I mean, I mean that could very well have been death in the uh, in the dust cloud. Like, could very well have been. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a a, a picture. I, yeah, you know, and I paused and I looked and, like I said, I was a little, god damn it, he's right, um, at <laughs> one point, but I don't know. I don't think it was death. Um, that just seems. I don't think of death as cosmic. I guess is the best way to put it. But but I mean, she is like she is not off base yeah. particularly. So right, and I, I see. I kind of put death more in the supernatural, the mystical thing, and that's probably mm-hmm. wrong. Um, I don't. I so, uh, but as as a story, I thought it was a great episode. Uh, I guess. IGN gave it a 9.7, mm. which is extremely high. Mm, yeah. Uh, I guess I was expecting more. I was expecting some Marvel tie-in, and I didn't get it. Yeah, I, I was hoping for that as well, like to see um, uh, mostly actually a Marvel alien. I, I really thought we'd yeah. see an alien, and I was kind of disappointed when the person that trapped her was a human. 
I was like, oh, it's a fucking human. Like, we can see millions of humans in mm-hmm. Age Shield every week. I want to see, like, something way, way, way out there. Like, some, like, bug or something crazy like that. Like, did, did we ever get Will's last name? Uh, no, no, we didn't. Just Will. Which. He could very well be a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. There, I'm sure there are a few Wills in, <laughs> in the Marvel. Uh, comic universe, but I mean to speculate which one it could be. Oof. And you know, they kept, they kept referring to it as it, you know, mm, yep. whatever it is out there. And all, all I started thinking was, are we going to see it, the Living Colossus? I mean, there would be a bizarre, uh, obscure Marvel reference. Mm. We didn't, but I, I just, uh, I think that that could very well be death. Like there are some like websites out there that are just going out and saying that yeah this is death, definitely death. I don't know that it definitely is, but I would love it to be. Yeah, I it it, it just doesn't fit. Shield, I guess, is the problem. Well, it does. It fits with everything that's been said about the place. Like remember, uh, remember the uh, Hebrew word mm-hmm. that Fitz found there, that was death. You guys and are going to be mostly. right, and I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to have to admit I'm wrong at some point. And, Not tonight, a, but sometime. Yeah, and it, it's a good one to have as well because, like, you don't need to have like a face to the, to that character at all. You just have this yeah. shadowy black cloak, and that that means that you can stick that in. I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out, Andy. Hmm? It's the smoke monster from Lost. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a crazy chip theory. But yeah, you I, say I that now. <laughs> and like Will does refer to it a couple of times as death, uh, yeah, the it I, thing. I, but but I mean that's just because it's it has basically caused the death of his friends as mm-hmm. far as he's concerned. But I mean, whether it is or not, I think it would be fucking awesome if it was. And I think that if they come out and say that it is death, I will be cheering from the rooftops how, how I was right <laughs> and that my theory, one of my theories finally panned out <laughs> but yeah like like I say they, they can easily do this in the MCU and you can have death in the movies no problem because you'll see her as a full fleshed out character in, in the movies and you'll probably not you'll probably not see it as anything more than just a shadowy person in, in S.H.I.E.L.D. which is totally fine no, it's the wasp. It's not, it's not the wasp. <laughs> the wasp was shrunk down. She's in the in the microverse. Well, who knows where this planet was? Maybe it's in the microverse. Yeah, I don't know. Don't. But I, uh, you never know. <laughs> that's a crazy. That's a that is a crazy check theory. <laughs> um, no, I I see where you guys are coming from. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with it or like it. Um, if it turns out that's what it is, um, it's interesting, but you're kind of putting, uh, mustard in my chocolate. You know, it's Mm. not, it's not chocolate in my peanut butter. It's mustard in my chocolate. And, uh, I I don't know. I don't think I like mustard in my chocolate. Yeah. Um, I, I, while I do like the idea of going cosmic and doing the superhero thing to an extent. I don't know. Uh, getting into 
uh, the elders of the universe type of stuff just seems wrong. You know, I just I don't think they're going to go too deep on this. That's that's why I, I can see them saying, yeah, yeah, this is death. Like they'll go like Simmons wants to go back to the planet to get well. That mm-hmm. that's totally understandable, and we will we will almost certainly see that at some point going down the line. It looks like the looks like Fitz is planning to basically build another monolith or rebuild it somehow, or find so, another, or or find another one. Yeah, so they'll go back. Uh, they'll they'll rescue Will or discover that he's mm-hmm. he's dead or gone crazy or whatever, and they'll either bring him back or he'll he'll die in the process of them trying to bring him bring him back. And that is probably the last we'll see of of that planet and of uh, of death if that is death until the Infinity War scrolls around. But yeah, they've obviously got this got the uh, no, it's not not really a set. I suppose it's probably filmed out in the desert somewhere. But they've obviously got like a good location for that type of uh, <laughs> that type of thing. So there's no reason why they couldn't go back there to film scenes for a movie. No, and uh, no, I mean it's uh, from that aspect that you know that's not the issue. I just I'm just not uh, sure that I don't know. Like I said, I'm disappointed that they didn't bring in some type of uh, Marvel Universe tie-in. Yeah, definitely. Like I, like I was saying, I'd love to see some sort of alien. Yeah. So, but I don't think that's what that was. Unless it was a scroll. They can't use scrolls. They're tied to the Fantastic well, Four. Well, well, if the, that's if the Fantastic Four is still at Fox. <laughs> yeah, and well, it was at Fox when this was filmed. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily need to say it was a scroll until years later. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a scroll, <laughs> but yeah, that, I don't think so. I, I I reckon that was probably death, and we'll not see too much more of it. But yeah, um, we did uh, get a couple of tweets and things about this uh, episode. I know uh, what were the the ratings like for this one. The ratings were, meh. <laughs> it meh. came in third. Well, uh, I saw an article earlier after you the live plus three ratings for the season premiere. Hmm. Uh, it actually won the the won the night number one. Nice. So <laughs> once you add, you know, and those come out about a week or two later. But if live uh, ratings for last night, and you got to remember the the World Series was on as well. So uh-huh. there's a lot of people that do that do watch that, even though it was I think the longest one of the longest World Series games ever. <laughs> um, sort of like last night's B team. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that long. I've held much. Three hours and eight that. minutes. That's not that long. That's, that's oh, <laughs> Andy. You know I don't like long shows. Uh, but it came in. It got a one point four, and it lost to The Voice, which got a two point six, and NCIS that got a one point six. Hmm. Um. Not not the best numbers, but like I said, uh, Shield does best when you uh, throw in the the DVR numbers. So not something that I think Marvel is worried about at this point. Um, but you know, well, you know, it, the show the show holds its own, and like I said, I think uh, there will be a lot of buzz about this episode. Obviously, sites like IGN are talking it up. Uh, extensively 
Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It makes for great water cooler talk in terms of yep. so what was that thing in the cloud? Uh, what planet were they on? And um, we'll get some. Uh, we will get. Uh, hopefully, we get some answers in the in the coming weeks. I kind of like how they're uh, rotating the story arcs. Mm, yep. You know, I didn't think that the whole episode would have been uh, all about uh, Simmons' time on that planet. I thought they would do like half the episode in, in that and then half the episode of them trying to rebuild the monolith. See, I, I fully expected it to be the the Gemma Simmons show, and which is what but, it was. Yeah, but I think they did a, they did a good job on the episode there. Like like I said, though, uh, I, I, I am entirely settled on Simmons now because... She has broken poor little Fitz's heart. I want to give him a big cuddle. <laughs> I feel very sorry for him. Poor Fitz. <laughs> you know, you know. Hey, she's human. She has needs. I know. Uh, I know. Like, I... It, she. It looked like probably at that point she was never going to be back on Earth again. Yeah, I, I can entirely and, understand where, and, where she's And, you know, from. she has spent, granted, she spent a, a large part of her life with Fitz, and they have their connection, but at this point, it was very unlikely that she was ever going to see him again. Yeah. She just had to make the best of where she was. Right. And Which, is, know, which is fair. You know, uh, you know I... You know, their their relationship has not been has never been smooth. You nope. know, <laughs> they, they they uh, whether or not they ever hook up. You know, that might be like the series finale or something. Mm. Um, because they hook up and the world implodes. Yeah. Yes, because you know, uh, Marvel doesn't want to jump that shark yet. No, like they they keep putting up big massive obstacles mm-hmm. in their way. So, um, all right, why don't we get to our tweets and Facebook and wrap this puppy up? Yeah. So what do right. we got? Uh, so for tweets, uh, we got yeah. So we got a tweet from uh, Timothy Hernandez, who said that he loved the insight of learning why Gemma got into science. Which was like the thing I mentioned mm-hmm. about her, her dad going around and seeing the stars and stuff, which is quite cool. And the scoliosis and yep, the scoliosis and that yep. And uh, we also got a tweet from Joshua Newport, who says regarding the Damage Control series, uh, he could see it as a comedy show like The Office, just with a different kind of workplace. That would definitely work. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what they're going for, and I don't know. I just, I don't, it, it may just be too goofy for me. Yeah, I mean, like, I imagine it was, like, uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, if you've seen that, but, like, the, the it would be, like, the Parks Department trying to get things fixed. <laughs> but. Like, not having the money to do, do it and that sort of thing, it would be funny. Do you want that in your... Uh, well, I mean, there isn't a comedy show in the universe, and there's has a lot Do of funny things. Do we need happen. one? They don't really need one, but I mean, it's a powerful brand, so they could definitely pull it off. Like the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe is like enormous, like 
selling and buying power at the moment, they they could definitely do it. I just as long as it's do you know I think if they do a comedy type show, it needs to be like a twenty minute format. Like you can't have a forty minute comedy show. Like oh no no, just, no 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 no, it's going to be a yeah. half hour. Yeah. Well, well, like the yeah, half hour with the the adverts, so it ends up being like twenty, 20 minutes. twenty-five minute show. Yeah. But yeah, I think like a twenty-minute show, one hundred percent could work. Yeah. And I, I'm not like I'm not like super excited about it. Like, oh my god, I can't wait to see the Damage Control show. But yeah, I'll, I'll watch it, and like it would make a nice little change from like well, so I mean, you'd be the same as me, like watching all the superhero shows, Arrow and Flash and Shield. Mm-hmm. And, Supergirl and all of those ones and the eye zombie and things like that so it would definitely make a big change up from those ones all right he, he, i'm going to i'm going to piss you off and this is what will piss me <laughs> off all right uh-huh. when robert downey junior shows up on damage control before he shows up on shield yeah yeah, that would piss me off. Uh, I, you know, I would say that I would say that Paul Rudd is more likely to show up there than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but well, you know, who knows? But I, I'm just saying, if if that happened, I would be pissed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, we've we've spoken at length many times about about the reasons why yeah. they don't do that, and right. if I think and if the reasons why. Like, be- no, no, no. I think if the ratings flag one day like really bad, then they they would they would do that because they they don't want to th- put their shows out to pasture. And if if the shows are struggling, they will do things like that to spice them up. So that's the way. If you really want to get Robert Downey Jr. on the show, stop watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't advise anyone to do no. because we love the show, and uh, and obviously there are a lot of people that love the show because it, it does get good ratings, even though people some people still say that it doesn't. <laughs> Which is just not true. No, and well, I think I think you have to look at it as uh, you know, you know, t- people don't watch television the way they used to. Yeah, and leave it at that. So yeah, all right, hundred percent. Let's move on. We we have a first of all, Rennie did respond uh, because you know she had uh, stopped listening to the show after the Ant Man show. Apparently, we said something sexist on that episode. You know, maybe it's because we say something sexist on every episode. I just don't remember. <laughs> um, I did ask my wife if she remembers that because mm-hmm. I, you know, she does, you know, she will tell me when I've been bad chip. <laughs> yeah. So, and she, yeah, she I mean, I... didn't recall me saying anything no. too uh, off color. I don't recall saying anything too, too off color as well, but if if we did offend anyone, we're, we're very sorry, but we, we'll continue. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> yeah, we're we're old. We're both old dogs now. You you've yeah, crossed yeah. you've crossed the thirty line, so you know you you're not gonna. We're not changing our spots, our stripes, or uh, learning new tricks at this point. And, um, and we we have always we always have an explicit tag on the episodes and things. So and you know, at the end of the day, we're just a couple of dude bros that uh, uh, talk comic books and sometimes uh, co- compliment uh, hot chicks. Mm, yep. So all right, but Rennie did send us another uh, message as well. 
This was over on the Facebook page because it was more than 140 characters. And we invite everybody to go use our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. We always read everything um, and give you shout-outs. And we also want more reviews over on iTunes. And I guess we got to look at getting on the Google Play Store, Andy. I don't know if you saw Derek put something up about that. I did, yes. I'll, I'll be looking. I'll look into that uh, next week. Okay. So let me read uh, Rennie's uh, latest missive. What a good em- yeah! What a good episode. Henstridge killed it, making Gemma keep her bubbly, hopeful, sweet self even in major distress must have been pretty hard. Fitz's reaction to help her go back was pretty amazing too. I would have been so disappointed if he went all. Boo-hoo, she was with another man. <laughs> thank God. So thank God uh, it was Fitz there and not Andy. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> and just because this wouldn't be me without some crazy Rennie theories. Oh, wow. Well, I guess, yeah, we did, we did dub them crazy Rennie theories last week. Mm-hmm. I have two to share. First, okay. they mentioned that Rosalind was on NASA. Maybe she had something to do with the monolith. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. And uh, I I could see something happening with that. Uh, 14, yeah, 14 years would work. Okay. So, all right. And secondly, I think the planet will be the stand-in to the negative zone, since I think Marvel doesn't have the rights to it or something like that. P.S. Sorry if I was long. I just loved the app. P.P.S. I want Gemma's phone. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all want that battery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could it be the negative? It's. I, I hope it has some significance. Mm. You know, I really hate the licensing crap, you know, um, that they can't use the negative zone. They're, they can't use uh, certain clar- characters. By the way, did you see that uh, James Gunn uh, is now going to have Clitoris in uh, Guardians? He got the okay to use it no matter, despite that it's known as Clitoris. Oh, what was it? What was it called again? Uh, the sne- Sneepers. The sneeper, yeah. Sneepers. Sneepers. <laughs> the Sneepers are in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, Star-Lord's going to be able to get himself some sne- Sneeper. <laughs> Um, so I, I find all those things cop outs, Mm. um, you know, characters having to tiptoe around the civil war. Uh, and I still like the idea that it's civil war in name only, um, because you don't have access to the fantastic four, uh, and mutants and certain other characters kind of just ticks me off. Uh, Could this... Although that would work for where... Well, we don't have... You you don't need the super prison because there's not that many super uh, villains out there uh, that won't register right now. Um, yeah, I mean most most of the uh, most of the villains have died or been imprisoned, say in some way. Like they're not super powerful villains that have uh, that need need to be locked right. up in like uh, a super powered prison or anything like that. Most of the villains that we've seen have been containable within some kind of uh, 
domestic type prison. Like certainly from the certainly from the movies, um, and even in, even in Shield, like even Graviton, like he's in a, a bubble somewhere. Right, and that was the one part of the Civil War that I absolutely hated. Yeah, was the negative the zone yeah. prison. It just seemed uh, just so far fetched. Um, yeah. And and how they were able to build it so quickly. Uh, how are you going to build a supermax prison in another dimension within weeks? Yeah. <laughs> you know, something like that would take uh, 10, 20 years to build. Um, so it, it it's not that crazy. I just don't like the idea of it. You just have this abandoned world out there. I I, I like the death theory better, yeah. the death world. Yeah, I think that that I hope that that's what it is. Like, and I think that's that'd be a really cool tie into the to the movies because that ties you to Thanos and all all his sort of stuff. So that would, if it does turn out to be that, would be really cool. If it turns out to be something like it's just a guy in a in a like wearing a cloak I'd be like oh that would be really disappointing <laughs> like I hope we don't see what is behind that that cloak though I hope it just stays as the cloak I'm trying to think think of a decent B-list cosmic villain mm. I'm just not coming up with a decent one at this point mm. um yeah well, well we'll deal with that another week but, uh, I, I, you know, this world still intrigues me. Um, I, we'll see what happens. I want, does, does Will become some comic book character? There's every chance, yeah. Is Simmons knocked up? <laughs> uh, is, you know, uh, so it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting storyline, uh, but I, like I said, at the same time, I'm, it, I'm not as interested in it as I was after the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all right, Andy, when uh, you're not stranded on a planet across the galaxy, where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Forty Two Level One talking about. Everything Earth based. <laughs> um, movies, TV shows, comic books, and most importantly, video games. Uh, you can find me every Tuesday, you can find us every Tuesday on allgames.com, 4 30 Eastern, 9 30 Greenwich Mean Time, 1 30 Pacific. All our episodes are available on Stitcher and iTunes, as well as 42level1.com. And I believe Ali will be back next week. Awesome. And I can be found every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com on the B-Team podcast. We talk games. We talk tech. Uh, we talk about anything else last night. Uh, t- some TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, did you... Oh, you've already seen the Supergirl uh, pilot. So, uh, and we, so, Yeah, I'd seen it before. It's well worth watching mm-hmm. if, uh, if, if you're interested in the DC stuff as well. For uh, uh, Did you see it as well, Chip? Yeah. I saw it at Comic Con. I didn't. Oh, right. We didn't bother uh, recording it because we'd already seen yep. it. We got too many shows to watch as it is. <laughs> um, 
I caught up on Arrow. Arrow's got Arrow's getting interesting, but we'll have to do that another night. But mm. uh, so yes, check me check me out on the B team Tuesday nights 9 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com. Uh, we will see you guys next week. And I don't care if it's your birthday or not, Andy. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. Of the way that she